Welcome to The Frenzy. I'm Melissa Carter. And I'm Jen Hobby. The Frenzy's mission is to celebrate friendships over 40. We believe that women can thrive through authentic relationships, self-discovery, and spiritual exploration. Our decades-long friendship continues to grow because we are willing to go there and share our truths through life's highs and lows. That's why The Frenzy is here, to hold space for women who are 40 and older, because at this age, your story matters more than ever. And my mother used to make all my clothes, a lot of my clothes, especially growing up. She even made my prom dresses, Millie Peas. So <laughs> I did not inherit that talent. I'm I, Jen, and I like to wear perfume even when I'm working from home by myself. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I agree with that. You got to. I, I don't think you do anything different at home than you would in the office. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me feel like I'm a little more put together if I have on a little little spritz, spritz. Of perfume. <laughs> now, did you? Now, we didn't really wear perfume in a radio studio back in the day, or did you? Did you still I don't do think it? So I started I wearing this one because I actually bought it on the way to my first date with my husband. Oh, very nice. Yeah. What do you wear? What do you Versace, wear? Versace, bright crystal. Very nice. And I just thought it sounded fancy and I like the smell of it. I spritzed it on. We went on our first date and um, I felt like there was something magical about it. So I've I've thought yeah. of it as my good luck charm ever since. Here you are with two children. So yeah. <laughs> with a guy. So there you go. Well, I mean, and the reason, the reason I said we didn't wear perfume in the studio is a, a, a radio studio is airtight, airlocked mm -hmm. so that you don't have a lot of sound. So food, perfume, lotion, like it may smell nice, but you got a lot of ventilation in a regular room. It's overpowering in a radio studio, right? So you tend Remember not to wear our coworker perfume. who would microwave fish. Yes. I thought that. As soon as I said it, yes. I yeah, fish. Remember that. Yeah. Microwave fish in a studio is not. Lovely at 9 a.m. No, Delicious not. smell. Yeah, mm. yeah. This well, really gets you going. <laughs> That's not the spritz you want. All right. So coming <laughs> up on today's episode, we are talking about R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. I can't sing, but yes, we're talking about <laughs> what, Jen? What are we talking about that you got to do? You're going to meet Jennifer Hudson, hey! Oscar-winning actress and Grammy Award-winning singer. She stars as the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, in the new movie called Respect. Yes. Find out what it means to me. And I and I get everybody's singing along with you can't say that without following up and singing you really along, can't. right? Yes. So, and so, I always just start thinking about the start of Aretha's gold. So all of her gold hits got put on one album. I bought it in college and it just has become my favorite album of all time, always. Really? Yeah. And it starts with you're no good. <laughs> Heartbreaker. <laughs> Oh, you're you're <laughs> you, you hit that note very well, Jen Hobby. All right, so more of that, to, more of that to come as we talk about uh, Jennifer Hudson and Aretha Franklin. But have you subscribed to the podcast yet? The yeah, Frenzy we don't have an album; we have a podcast, and that's, there's a reason for that. <laughs> the 
frenzy gold. And now the frenzy <laughs> podcast, and we want you to not only subscribe, but leave a review. And I'm going to explain how to leave a review because I think for a lot of people, they don't know where to do it. Yep. So Ab Apple Podcasts is where a majority of you listen to the frenzy. So if you go to Apple Podcasts, you go to our page, you'll see the logo of the frenzy up at the top and you scroll through all the episodes. And at the bottom of that list of episodes, you'll see ratings and reviews and you'll see where people have rated us so far. Right underneath that, it says in purple, write a review. And that's where you click that button. And once you click that button, you have how many stars you want to give us and you can write your review there. So be sure and scroll down to see the review section. And that's where you write the review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy this episode of The Frenzy, minus our singing, you can please <laughs> share it with a friend. That would be awesome. I'm not going to apologize for my singing, Jen Hobby. I'm too old. You know what? At least I'm singing. That's what the beauty is about being this age is I don't have to apologize. You show me some respect. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we would love for more people like you to find out about our show. And Melissa Carter, we are going to dive right in on our thoughts on respect and some deeper insights with Jay hud here in just a minute. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Just heard your friend, neighbor, or colleague has been diagnosed with cancer? Your first instinct is, what can I do? Kick It Pajamas is the answer. Kick It sells pajamas, gowns, and other accessories specifically designed for those going through cancer treatment. Go to kickitpajamas.com and use the code FRENZY to get 10% off. That's kickitpajamas.com, code FRENZY for 10% off. Give the gift of comfort and style. Kick It Pajamas. Let's kick cancer off the planet. Hey, it's Melissa. My family has a history of vascular disease, so I make a point to get my vascular system checked through Lifeline screening each year. The health of your arteries is important and it's critical to understand your risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease. With a simple preventative screening, I get peace of mind or early detection so that I can take action. Since 1993, Lifeline Screening's highly experienced staff has screened over 10 million people in order to bring awareness to potential health problems for follow-up with your physician. To find out more, go to LifelineScreening.com. That's LifelineScreening.com. And be sure to use the code FRIENDS. That's Frenzy without the Y. So that's F-R-I-E-N-D-Z. So Melissa Carter, what is new with you? Well, my son is in the first grade. I can't believe it. And he's back Yay, in the Mr. building. Carter. Mr. Carter's in the first grade. He's back in the building. My son awesome. was a remote learner um, from preschool. So he spent his entire kindergarten year at home and he spent the last few months of preschool at home. So um, he had gone to his school for summer camp. So I wasn't as emotional or nervous or whatever it was as I thought I'd be because his school does a really good job about, you know, trying to protect everybody. They're, you know, mask mandatory at his school and, and they're not going to the cafeteria. They eat uh, lunch in their rooms and that kind of thing. So, but he's in the first grade, but he's having a little bit more of anxiety about it than I am. And it's not because of school. It's not because he's so excited to be back with his friends. He knows his teacher. Um, there's not a problem with that. Well, the problem is that my son fell in love. I'm not kidding. Fell in love with a girl. Um, back in, it started a little bit in preschool, but kindergarten hit hard. Like this is, he, he loves this girl. Talks about her all the time. Oh and she had been like, like a romantic, like boyfriend, girlfriend, love, or like they, a best friend love. They call each other boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh my goodness. This is advanced. And they saw each other. Uh, the, uh, Katie Joe took him to visit his girlfriend uh, before school started. 
And so the they parents, had a play date. They had a play date. And the parents overheard them talk about their wedding. They were already starting to plan <gasps> their wedding. Oh, my goodness. Now, again, this is not something. Fa- this is one of the fast kids that everybody warns you about. Dude. I'm, I'm buying him. Con- I'm buying him condoms today, but um, I, <laughs> we are kidding. He's in first grade. Joking, I'm joking, but I. But this is something that fascinates me because he is not around people like uh, you know. We we try to be progressive. I do think that there, you know, you shouldn't like, especially as a lesbian. I'm not one who favors people saying, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Because you're everybody assumes their kid is straight. Sure, sure. sure. So they start these conversations in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. And that adds to sometimes when they're trying to come out in the eighth and ninth grade that they're like, but I know you think I'm straight, you know, whatever. So I tend to shy away from I don't. It's not that. No pressure. So that's the thing. And I I know her parents don't do that to her. And so they're doing this on their own. Like this is something that is instinctual for themselves. They call they are is a mutual because I was concerned at first that it wasn't going to be a mutual affair, but it is a mutual for she loves him as much as he loves her. Oh my gosh, they have a little soul connection. And and I literally said to Katie, I said, I wonder if they knew each other in a past life. Because it is, it is, it was instantaneous. Yeah. Uh they learned because um that Katie learned for because Katie's the one that took him to the play date from her mother that even somebody at the school mentioned something to her mother before she even knew who my son was said, I think that your daughter has found a soul connection with somebody and said who it was. So cute. And it's maintained like they, this has been consistent for at least a year or more. Can we share her name? I'm not going to, I don't share his name, so I'm not going to share her name. So I have to give her a name. Let's give her, um, what if it's like a, like a classic name, like Esther. All right, let's give her Esther. Okay. okay. Mr. Carter and Esther. Because I said I, I might as well call her Mrs. Carter because it, it that's where we are wow. at this point. Wow. So, but here's the thing. I mean, that's a it's a I mean, like it, it's even to the point, Jen, and, and not to make this story too long, but I mean, I'm just trying to explain to you the depth of this affair. So his school at the beginning of no, it was a, this is preschool. I'm sorry, this is preschool because when he was in the building in preschool, they did a thing where they're like, okay, we're going to just videotape these children saying what they like about school. What is their favorite thing about school? And most kids say, oh, it's my teacher. You know, it's Miss Carter. It's Miss Hobby. I love my teacher. I love my friends. Then my son comes up, and these they're all. This was something they recorded at home and brought to school, and they put together. My son says Esther is my favorite thing. At, at school. And we thought, oh, how sweet. That'll be cute. Sure enough, Esther says, Mr. Carter is my favorite thing about school. Oh they didn't plan gosh. that. And we didn't know that until the video was together. And even the heads of the school were like, there's something going on with these two. I mean, is that, that was that preschool. So cute. So fast forward to first grade. Are they in the same class together? No, because unfortunately <gasps> she, Esther, switched schools. No. And and I can't divulge why, but there were reasons why for instructional needs there she had to switch schools. <gasps> oh. And and I was told this summer I didn't have the heart to tell my son because I thought, well, let's just see if he's still yeah, you know, he was uh, wanting to know if she was going to be in his class. When they had the play date, that's when they broke the news to him. <gasps> and he announced to Katie Joe he was no longer going to our school. That he was he was oh. dropping out mm-hmm. and he was going to go to her school. Oh my gosh. That- cutest thing I've ever heard. And Katie's like, well, now hold on. We can't, we can't make that decision. So yeah. So th- I mean, so we're have, you know, we're going to try to have them together, but like this could be the one that got away. If, 
you know, oh gosh, this right? could be an epic lifetime love story. If these two grow up and end up together, I mean, right. This well, is movie they, material right here. Melissa. And I look, no, I'm going to right now as we're taping, I'm going to send Miss Hobby a picture of these two. I want you to just see the ease at which they are together that they, they took a picture together. And as I send this to Miss Hobby, I'm going to let you know that I said to Katie, when she sent it to me, I said, well, we're keeping this uh, in case to your point, if they do get together, that this is one of their, you know, first boyfriend, girlfriend pictures together. Oh my goodness. But okay. look at, but I just I sent it to, to Jen. Step. Like it's, he, he looks like he's a, you know, a teenager. It's not like this cheesy, like my son looks like he's so proud oh my God, to be with her. And she's got this little toothy <laughs> smile so <cute>. and <laughs> their arms around each other. And so, yes, they're if it very was, comfortable. And, and, and my son and I've had the conversation about, cause he's learning family structure and it's been the, what are you to her? And I'm like, well, I would be her mother-in-law if y'all got married and her mother would be your mother-in-law if you got married. So it makes me wonder if the, you know, look, I don't know how the world works. But this is a deep connection with these two. But yeah, this she had to switch. So school. cute. So he's he's struggling a little bit because his girl's not at school anymore. Well, if they have that strong connection, nothing will keep them apart. And That's exactly I right. I do think that you and Katie Joe have got to plan some play dates and some time that they can be around right. each other and yes. see where that connection goes. It'll be so fascinating to see if through the years they remain close. Right. Because they could be just best friends, right? And mm -hmm. that could be a really cool thing is to have a best girlfriend or a best guy friend all the way through growing up. That's amazing. Right. Yes. And my son is like, I think, the, and I, I'm sure everybody, you know, hopefully all kids are this way, but my de my son is definitely the guy that's going to have a mixed tribe. Like he's not the guy that only wants to hang out with guys. Like he's going to be, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why I'm getting him condoms today is because he's <laughs> the guy that is going to have uh, the <laughs> tribe of both boys and girls. And oh, so, cause he goodness. loves the ladies. And again, it's like, I, we have not pressured him and said anything to him, but my son looks like he is as straight as they come. So, okay. I have a, a question for you about the birds and the bees. Like, when are you going to have that conversation? Cause I've got daughters, my kindergartner's not ready for it, but my third grader is asking more questions about her own anatomy you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you and I have talked about this for many years that we use the right words Correct. for everything. Yes. So vagina is just like elbow in our yes. household. And Same so here. Penis and scrotum are, are mentioned quite often. It's just a body part. It's just yeah. like, you know, your cheek or your, your ear or whatever. Exactly. And yes. so it's not a big deal in our house to say vagina. And she's had a lot of questions about well, where does the, you know, PP come from where, you know, where, yeah. what's this part for, you know, <laughs> and I have only answered the questions as far as she has asked them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, well, if you're lucky, that's where a baby will come out, you know? And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, well, where did we come out? And I'm like, well, I had, a, I had two C-sections. Here's my scar. And I show her my C-section scar. So we have talked about those kind of things, but we haven't, she hasn't asked me yet. So I haven't gone there yet, but I'm wondering when do those conversations get started about the real deal? 
That's a good, I, I, for me now, first, I, again, penis scrotum. I know that my son uh, is fascinated by the scrotum and on boys, you know, it changes as they grow older. And so I explained to him that it would change. And uh, he asked the purpose of it. And I said, well, the purpose of that is for you to be able to have children. So I said, and that's why, and I keep giving him the, I keep giving, planting the, and Katie does the same thing. We plant the number 16 in his head. Because we're trying to get him used to the idea that we would rather him wait till he's at least 16 before he decides to use that. I see. Um, and so we'll, I'll say, and that's how I'll say it in conversation. I'm like, well, you know, the reason it's not, you know, as big as it's going to be is because you don't need it now. I said, but when you're 16, you know, then you'll be of age where, you know, those things will, will <laughs> And I just, you know, pull shit they out and ask them differently, Mr. Carter. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, so I, yes, I, and so I'm planning to add to your question though, for me, I remember that more specific questions came in the sixth grade. Sixth so, grade and you. the reason for that okay. is because I rode the bus and mm. people were talking about it on the bus. Right. And, and it's always the kids who have older siblings who hear correct. about it first. Right. Yes. So if their friends have older siblings, you might need to, I guess my thing is my daughter is very, um, everybody thinks their kid is smart, but our third grader <laughs> is really smart. Okay. Right. So, of course she is. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. Yes, but she is. In a, she really will does. look at it in a scientific way. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she'll be fascinated by the science of it all. So she's going to have a lot of yeah. science questions. I'm already going to be prepared for that. But then what I don't want is for her to go to school and feel like she can teach her friends the science lesson because she will. She'll be that way. If she learns something about a tiger, you know, watching a show about tigers, then she's telling everybody about that. Like if she learn something about outer space, then she'll want to tell everybody about that. So when she learns how a baby is made scientifically, it's going to fascinate her. It might gross her out a little bit, but it's going to fascinate her from a scientific perspective. And then I think she'll be the one in school talking about it <laughs> at lunch. Well, I think uh, to me, well, in my, my point of view is I'd rather they be the one that are, uh, given the advantage of feeling mm -hmm. confident in, ex, ex, you know, knowing that knowledge, then being the girl that nobody talks about. And then she finds mm -hmm. out from the kid in the back seat or whatever they do now. I mean, <laughs> a lot of kids don't drive anymore, but I think that it's better to know than not to know. I really do. And I think TikTok, that, Melissa, we don't want TikTok to teach our kids about the birds right. and the bees. Exactly. I don't want to be that old parent who's out of touch. As a kid, we, I was singing Prince songs much mm. too young and I didn't know what I was singing but I just remember that Darling Nikki and the lyrics to Darling Nikki and if you don't know that song look them up I don't um, yeah come look on. it up you gotta sing it we've already sung on this episode once come on but how does it, it go but there's it's, it's print so I don't know if I could sing <laughs> some of the things there's something there's a there's something that a woman does with a magazine in Darling Nikki and I remember singing that lyric and then stopping and thinking, well, how did, how does that work? And so I just think that when you're ready to know the uh, answer, you ask the questions. And I think you're doing right by your daughter. Uh, sex should not be something that you should feel weird about. But I feel the same way about my son. He's much like Lauren, where he is very scientifically minded and he mm -hmm. likes to have things work. And I have a feeling it's the same thing. That's why it's like, well, what does my scrotum do? And I, and I, you know, well, that's going to help you have children in the future. You don't need it now. You're too young to have children. You're still a child yourself. And so I just, and then I move on. Like, it's just, he's very like, he doesn't need a lot of drama. He doesn't like, he, he's not, 
he's a very logic he's spock my son is spock and so he just wants an explanation and so i think that that's what you do you know your child well enough to know what they can mm -hmm. handle and what they can't but also they're you're not their only influence after a certain point period of time so we're still in that phase of our children are in elementary school and all the lessons are great and all the kids are still trying to be good and they're they want to do what disney's asking them to do and you know, but at some point there's going to be a diversity in the opinions of children because you'll have the children, like you said, that have older siblings that are bold about it. I have an idea. You know? What if I just send my kids to your house and <laughs> you have the birds and the bees conversation well, with them Katie, and then just send them back? <laughs> Katie, Katie refuses to do it. So she's already told me I'm doing it. And I will You're say, in charge. yes. And I will say we had a friend, um, we have a couple where the guy in the relationship he gave the birds and the bees talk to your point to his son and his son's friends, because their parents said the same thing. They're like, you just do it. And he sat them all down. And, and he He's like coach, like lining them all does. up in the dugout. Okay. Here's how it goes. But he was more of the progressive, like cool, chill guy. And so he was like, he had all these guys in, you know, like three or four boys that he was telling this to. And, you know, he said, it, it doesn't matter whether you want to have sex with a girl or a guy, this is, this is what you do. And so the fact that he was even progressive enough to include that in the conversation, wow, yeah. because he was aware enough that one of these boys may be gay and be afraid to say anything. Sure. So at least somebody's acknowledging. So I think people really, I mean, that's what I'm going to say to my son. Again, I think my son, I think he's already picked his wife. Mr. But Carter I think and Esther are going to be together <laughs> forever. And I'm you'll you. only have to worry about one. Because he's in two different houses. I think he, I don't think it's affecting him too poorly. Like I, I believe divorced parents and kids who have more than one house is more common now. And I don't think there should be any reason for them to feel lesser than, but he would like to just be in one place. So I see my son as living in the same house for 40 years, working at the same job for 40 years. He probably will marry Esther who we met in preschool like, and be married for 50 years. Like, <laughs> Yeah. where I would be bored by that. Obviously my life has never been that consistent. And so, yeah, I think that, I think when a child asks is when you answer um, and always let the child know that you're available because again, so much of my, I heard sex stories in elementary school and middle school and I knew I could trust my mother to ask questions. Yes, that because that's not the just important one thing. conversation, right? It's going to be several conversations that keep going. And so I got one more get story. Ready and get the cookies and the milk because they're going to come to your house a lot for okay. a lot of these conversations. So <laughs> anybody who's listening, if you want to send your kids over to my house, that's fine. But one more and one and let me just give my mom props, bless her heart, wherever she is. If you do, you remember? Did you ever read Judy Bloom Forever? I don't think I read that one. Judy Bloom wrote a book called Forever that was about a woman's first or teenager's first sexual experience. And she went deep, like she went and so did he. And so it, she was very detailed about this relationship and all the anxieties and the experiences and what it felt like. And it was really, you know, I, and I read that. Um, in the seventh grade, I think, Ooh. because it was Judy Bloom. Yeah. Because I had grown up on Judy Bloom. Sure. And I was like, mom, oh my gosh, I got to read the, you know, let me read these passages to you. And so my mom didn't, didn't bat an eye when I read her, the sexual explicitness of this book, because I was like asking her questions and, but in hindsight, I never gave her the props for probably sitting there in a panic because yeah. her 12 year old daughter is reading about penises and pubic hair and everything that was in this book. 
And um, yeah, you didn't see the beads of sweat rolling no, down the back of her neck mom, while she's yeah. trying to keep her cool. Because my mother was a no frills lady and she she had a great poker face. So anyway, I just so there's so I found books and conversations with friends and it, kids are going to have sex and they're going to find out about sex just like we did. And so I think making yourself a parent who is not going to scold your child because of sex is the best thing you can do for them. Absolutely. Totally. All right. You ready to get to our guest? Which yes. I'm so excited to she, share with it, you all. She's not talking about sex. So uh, <laughs> there, <laughs> is awesome. some, there is some in the movie. Okay. But, uh, but yes, correlation. we are so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Jennifer Hudson. Okay. So I got the chance to sit down with Jay Hud face to face to talk about respect the movie. Now she plays Aretha Franklin in the film. What you need to know is she was hand selected by Aretha Franklin to portray her in this film before Aretha's passing in 2018. So, so know that neat. going into this. Um, and I even slipped in the frenzy five. So check this out. Jennifer Hudson. Well, I love the film. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Thank you. And nobody warned me to bring a box of tissues. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely wow. beautiful. Thank you. And I first wanted to ask you about the theme, the music will save your life. It's a beautiful theme woven through the film. And is it true for you as well? It's very true for me. Like music is, is everything to me. I always say a, a room without music has no personality. And I can't find my way without it through each day. Like I need music to do that. And can that be true for everyone? Can music save all of us? I think it does, even when it's unconsciously so. Like, think about it. No matter where we go, what program it is, music is a part of it in some form. Absolutely. Now, Aretha did not always have an easy journey, and neither mm -hmm. have you. Is there a depth of pain that translates into that depth of performance on screen? Definitely. And how, did you, how do you harness that? Definitely. I just allowed it. That's a part of, I think, of why she chose me to do this. And it didn't hit me until while filming. And being up in, the, in the midst of those moments, and it's like, wow, I don't think I would have been able to tell her story um, with so much depth and honesty without my own life triumphs, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like almost kind of like telling her story through my pain in a, in a way, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. That seems like that could be kind of dangerous, too, to yeah. open yourself up. It, it, as way. I say, it costs. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, tell us about the discipline it took to study and become Aretha on screen. Whew. It was a process. I started piano first, which was, at this point, I don't know, and I still do it. I started maybe eight months before we started filming, even, and then it's a whole team. So I had uh, a piano teacher. I had a dialect coach, an acting coach, a movement coach, all in one. And so on set, it's like 10 people talking to you at one time. Yeah. <laughs> and the director. I have to say the greatest compliment is that I forgot I was watching you. Thank you. I forgot. Yeah. You truly transform into her. Wow. And tell me about this this film becoming a full circle for you mm. um didn't you audition with her song on idol yes i said they said what are you gonna sing what's your name i said jennifer hudson what are you gonna sing share your love with me by aretha franklin <laughs> and now almost 20 years later here i am i said it's only a story god could write because you would have thought that i planned it and it's like who 
couldn't. Who would have known? That's right. Tell me about this spiritual connection that you and Aretha had. I know you knew one another, had a friendship. Yes. Um, talk about that friendship. What, was there a spiritual connection? I think so. I think it's like in our faith. You know, we mm -hmm. both are deeply rooted in the church, born and raised. May, I, I, I don't know if that's... I think she saw far more than I did, you know, to say like, wow, Jennifer. Because I didn't, it's a lot of things I didn't pick up on until while filming, outside of singing and acting. And, um, but that, what I mean by that, like of our stories resonating to a certain point, um, to each other's, in a lot of ways, like even the church scenes. I'm like, this feels like church. I don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. You can't script that. You can't recreate it, and you really can't teach it. So it's like, roll the camera, and we're just going to have church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. Were there any parts of her story that surprised you that you didn't know yet? I didn't know she had eight albums before she got her big hits. And she said, I want hits, you know. Um, and just to see the drive that she had and the determination, but she knew what she had in her mm -hmm. to be able to do everything that she did, you know, which is timeless. Um, also, I didn't realize that her and Dr. King was so close and how mm -hmm. much she was a part of the civil rights era. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. I was very surprised. So thank you for educating us on that part of her story. Okay, a couple quick rapid-fire questions just for okay, fun so we can see. get to know you. These are just for Jennifer. Okay, what is your cozy, happy place? What's my cozy, happy place? Oh, my God, anywhere near a fireplace with my cats. There you go. <laughs> What's your favorite framed thing in your home? Framed? Framed. A picture of my son, of course, or my mom. Yes. Yes. What's one daily routine or habit that you stick to? Listening to music every day. And what's your most memorable birthday? When I sang for Aretha Franklin on my 30th birthday. <laughs> there we go. And last one is what fashion trend did you jump on? Fashion trend that I, <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I guess um, 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 owning your own originality, I think that's a fashion trend. Absolutely. I hope that counts. Yes, absolutely <laughs> it does. Yes. Thank you so much for this film Thank and you. for giving it so much that you did. Thank you. I Truly hope that you win all the awards. Thank you so much. And eventually have the E-GOT, but it'll be wow. an E-GOOT, because it'll be two Oscars <laughs> in there, right? How will we... Oh, Lord. <laughs> E-GOOT. I've an never e heard that. <laughs> I made that up on my own. <laughs> thank well, you. thank you so much for uh, for just this role in this film. and um, Wow. And, and telling her story in the way that you did. Thank you. Did I good. appreciate that. So much. So much. Thanks. First of all, Jen Hobby, you're such a great celebrity interviewer. I am not, so that is why I'm not there. Uh, but <laughs> I, but um, I just love that conversation. But the other thing I want you to share with people, because I'm still geeked out that we have Jennifer Hudson on the show, um, the process it took for you to get to her in the era of COVID. Will you explain that sure. a lot of, I don't think a lot of, you and I are used to doing behind the scenes and celebrity interviews and going through the cattle call and stuff, but most people don't know that part of our job. Right. Well, I was surprised that the movie studio wanted to do so much press with Jennifer Hudson, given the pandemic that we're still in and all the changes, you know, the Delta variant was just kind of coming up in the news again when this was all scheduled. But, you know, Respect Movie was supposed to come out in 2020. 
and they delayed it because of COVID. Um, but there, it's now going to be out. It's now out in theaters. Like right now, you can go see it. But I think they wanted it in theaters because the music is so good and it's so good to hear it in an actual theater setting. So the movie studio reached out and said, hey, Jennifer Hudson is coming to Atlanta. She's doing interviews for Respect Movie. Would you like to attend? And I wrote back in about 0.2 seconds. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And they're like, OK, well, if you want to do the interview, here's how it's going to go. You have to be you know, subjected to all these different things. And they they listed a whole bunch of rules. One of the first rules was like, if you are fully vaccinated, then this. And so I didn't read the rest of the rules because I got to that part and was like, I'm fully vaccinated. Cool. Now what, you know, what comes after that? Mm -hmm. So basically I went to the hotel. They um, did it at the Four Seasons Atlanta. Uh, if you ever want a celebrity sighting, go hang out at the Four Seasons in Midtown at the bar. At the bar. Yes. That's where all the celebrities go or at the gym. Right. Because mm -hmm. that's where all the celebs will stay when they now come. Be cool. Town. Be cool when you do it. But that is the place that celebrities stay in Atlanta. Yeah. And so, um, of course, they have it all private and blocked off. And they said, OK, when you arrive to the valet, tell them you're here for respect movie and your name will be on a list. I was like, OK, this is top secret. Cool. So I get there. I tell the valet I'm here for the, um, you know, the media day for respect movie. And they're like, yes. And what's your name? And I gave my name. Oh, check you off the list. Okay, great. So I walk in the door and I tell them I'm here for respect movie. And they immediately escort me to the elevators and upstairs to a COVID testing site. So even though I was fully vaccinated, I went through a rapid COVID test. So I, I stood my place in line. They had everybody very socially distanced on different, um, you know, chairs and benches, six feet apart in this one area went in and they swabbed both noses, like both sides. And then they put it into the little machine. They had a registered nurse there, put it into the machine. And then I just had to wait for 30 minutes until the rapid test results came back. They came back negative. They wristbanded me that my COVID test went back negative. And then they brought me up to the 45th floor, which is really high up. Oh, Atlanta. Mama wouldn't have liked that. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, it was a, it was a gorgeous backdrop for all of her interviews. And what they did was they had her set up on a platform and they had a fully COVID tested crew on site. So all audio, video, lighting, sound, everybody who was there, directors, movie people, publicists, hair, makeup, all the things that Jennifer needed were all in one room and they were with a fully tested COVID free crew. Because they were not going to put her in a room that gave her any chance of getting sick. But she's doing this in every city. So, and then, well, actually, she wasn't. I think she really? did in Detroit and Atlanta. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Detroit being Atlanta. Aretha Franklin's hometown. Right. And then, um, and then Atlanta. Um, you know, I don't know why she picked Atlanta, but anyway, she was here. So, they they invite me into the riser and I sit in a director's chair, you know, opposite of Jennifer. And they were like, you'll have five minutes. <laughs> Here you go. I'm like, I'm glad I prepared for this for a lot, a lot of hours. <laughs> Here's my five minutes. Go. But she was more than lovely, just kind, relaxed, very present. You know, Melissa, as we've done a billion celebrity interviews, sometimes you can tell they're checked out. Yeah. You can tell that they don't want to do it physically yeah. in the room, but they're not really there. Right. I think this project meant so much to Jennifer Hudson that she was fully present. 
she felt like very much in the midst of the conversation, engaged, listening, talking. It was really cool. I really, oh, I'm so I proud of you. You did admire great job. her a lot. Yeah. And, um, and we were talking because American Idol came out when you and I were together on a morning show. Yeah. And we interviewed so many of the American Idol people, but we were trying to, when you did this, you and I were trying to think, did we ever interview her? And I don't think we ever interviewed Jennifer. I don't Hudson. think we did because, and I found this in my research. Do you remember she was seventh? On her season yeah. of American Idol. I remember that. She got that. kicked out seventh. Yeah. She which was, was yes. crazy. And she's gone on to be one of the most successful. She's I mean, the only I'm, Oscar winner. Yeah. And, and and I bet that this gets her, because, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Aretha say to her when she handpicked her that you're going to win the Oscar for this or go win the Oscar for this or something yes. to that effect? Yes, I think so. She's going to be a two-time Oscar winner because of this movie. And so that will make her the most successful American Idol, uh, not winner, not even in the top five. Right. Right. Yeah. So other than what Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood and Jennifer Hudson, those are the names that everybody knows from, yeah. you know, and there, there were several others, but none on the that level of those three women. Right. Um, and like you said, she's the only Oscar winner. She won an Oscar for her first movie, which was Dreamgirls. Correct. Okay. And yep. she won a Grammy for her very first album. And like, you know, it was referenced in your interview with her talking about the thing, you know, her having a a rough life, you know, because yes. it was the fact that her brother-in-law and mother, right, were shot yes. uh, and killed. And she still... And her nephew. Her nephew, that's right. Her, her mother, yeah. brother, and nephew. Brother. Yes, mother, brother, and nephew were all shot and killed. And she was still able to survive that. Right. And to thrive even better after that. So, you know, when you talked about her favorite frame thing and it was a picture of her, you know, her mother was in, in there, but it's like, yeah, it had, there's a different, there's a, there's more levity to it, understanding that she lost her mother in a violent crime. Um, and so anyway, I just, yeah, she, to me is so special and her, her vocal talent is there, there's a handful of people like you have a lot of good singers, but then you have some really great singers and Aretha was one of them. And I think it's important that Aretha handpicked her because I think Aretha understood nobody else could hit the notes like Jennifer can, you know, Oh my so. gosh. When you see the film and you see the concert scenes, I'm not spoiling anything by telling you you'll get goosebumps up and down your arm. You'll, I mean, that just the music alone is incredible. The storyline is fascinating because I learned so much about Aretha's life I did not know. And the struggles that she went through, the pain she went through, the fact that she lost her mother very young at a very early age in life. You know, like Jennifer referenced in the interview that Aretha Franklin's family and Dr. Martin Luther King's family were very good friends. Her, Aretha's father and Dr. King were very close friends. Mm -hmm. So it was like a person, it was more a personal. Maybe that's walk. why they, maybe that's why they did that. The interview and tried to have the premiere here in Atlanta because of those Could have been that honoring that connection too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I didn't put that together, but you're absolutely right. I'm sure that's it. And it was, it was a really fascinating look at Aretha's life. I thought Jennifer did a beautiful job turning into her and there will be times on screen. You forget you're watching Jennifer Hudson. That's it's awesome. Cool.
that she is really awesome. transforms. So I hope yeah. she wins the Oscar. I hope that you'll go see it in the theaters. And can I just mention that it'll be worth all the expensive snacks? Do you know how much food is? <laughs> I, haven't been to, honey, I haven't been to a movie theater in almost two years. Okay. So I had eaten lunch before I went to go see the screener. I got there and I was like, you know what? I could use a little caffeine. Let me get a Coke. I'll just get a medium Coke. That's it. And I was checking out and she said, that'll be six thirty-five. Six dollars for a Coke. I was like, for just this. <laughs> and the lady kind of smiled and she's like, mm-hmm. Kind of knowingly looked at me. I was like, it was a medium size Coke that you get at a gas station. And it was $6 plus well, snacks. I was like, what? I'm old complaining about snack prices at the movie theater. But seriously, six bucks? I don't know if it's because we're old or because <laughs> the concession stand is how they make money. And I, and there haven't been very many people going to the movies for a long no, time. So they had no. to raise their prices to make up for that loss. So well, I'm I, glad you warned me because I... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Bring your cash and stash some snacks in your purse like your mama used to do. See, no, that's not right. I was about to say the same thing and I held my tongue, but you know, <laughs> you saying, know your mom used to do that. My mom. I did. Used to, well, I, okay. And I confessed this on our morning show years ago. There was a time I don't do that anymore. I don't do this anymore. Okay. So please you, <laughs> you can fuss at me, but it's not a current thing, but I used to go pay for a ticket and watch one movie and then go to the bathroom and then go to a second movie Sneaking on this. another one. Later. I'd watch two movies for the price of one. I don't think that's all that bad. You don't do it anymore though. It's I don't do it anymore. And it's yes, sneaky. I would, it's I would sneaky. go to the, I would go to the store and sneak in snack. Yes. I, you know, people need to get paid. People need to get paid, but yes, congratulations <laughs> on the interview with Jennifer Hudson. I'm so glad she was on the show. And I, again, we'll replay this when she wins the Oscar. Cause you know, she's going to. Yes. And one last thing, J HUD is almost 40. She turns 40 in September. She qualifies. So Cause when she wins the Oscar, she'll be, yes. to be on the frenzy. I worried about that. I was like, is Melissa Carter going to call me out? Cause she's 39. I'm I was like, but she's 39 and seven eighths. I'm, I'm a rule follower and normally I, I would are. say, normally I would say, okay, you know what? Forget it. But <laughs> because this is going to, she'll be, she'll be 40. She'll that's be right. one of us when she goes up to give her acceptance speech. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good. She's in, she's in the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to remind you to share your story because just like Aretha Franklin is a legend, Jennifer Hudson is a legend. You're a legend in your own life. So make sure that you're sharing your parts of your story with the people in your life. All right, now we're going to take a page, a question from You Don't Know My Life Game. Uh, and the question is, Jen Hobby, kind of on the same theme, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, probably a little It should be Aretha, but I can't sing that well. I would say Alanis Morissette, You Ought to Know. Oh, yeah. Because you can get real angry. And if yeah. you're karaoke and you've probably had a couple of drinks. Oh, so my gosh. Brings out that emotion. And she's talking slow. about scratching someone else's back. Yes. And yeah. mad. You know, it's funny. I don't do karaoke. I've never karaoke'd. So I don't have a go-to karaoke song because I'm the one that will not get up on stage for karaoke. I, I won't <gasps> do it. Fix that. However, do it. come on. I know. As soon as I said that. But oh, I will say God. I worked at a bar in my twenties. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a lesbian bar and we had a night where it was very much like drag Queens, you know, at, you know, um, lip sync songs. So fun. It was a night, which I thought was a great idea. It was all the bar staff 
were performing that night and you and whatever tips you got you gave back to the bar so it was a fundraiser for the bar but we had so many regulars because i worked the door and we had so many regulars that you know they thought it was really entertaining to see the bartenders and the owner and me and the bar backs and the you know to to do this and so then that's the song i did elanis morissette <gasps> really and yeah. i did and this i remember when this woman came up to me and slipped a 20 in my cleavage i thought well hell yeah i'm doing it again <laughs> I was like a 23-year-old youngin, <laughs> fresh to Atlanta, getting all these older ladies to give me the money. And now Hello. I would feel creepy. I would feel creepy to to slip a 20 at a at, you know, but if she was good enough, I might do it. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah I, can't think, I think I've got our first feature at our first frenzy retreat. <laughs> it's me doing karaoke. First I can't sing. Karaoke. I can ad lib uh, or not ad lib, but lip sync, but I cannot sing so oh. i apologize in advance nobody can sing in karaoke <laughs> all right well now we're going to switch gears because jen hobby let's take it off of my awful singing and something positive <laughs> and jen hobby has this week's mirror mantra this week's mirror mantra is what will you be remembered for we've talked a lot about aretha and jennifer hudson and how they are legendary that they've left behind this beautiful legacy i want to ask you that question what's your legacy What's that signature quality about your life that people will remember? And it might take you a second to mull that over as you're driving or going for a walk this week or in the shower or blow drying your hair. I always think when I'm blow drying my hair, what's your signature quality that people will remember? And if you don't like your answer, today is the perfect day to fix that. I think that's great because I'm thinking as you're talking and if you don't have one, then you should reconsider that. I didn't think about it until I had kids or a mm -hmm. kid because there was somebody that I knew would automatically, I hope, cared. But even if you don't have kids, I don't think people realize the influence they have on other people. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I think that's great. Nice job. Is there a friend of yours who would enjoy this episode? Please share this with her on Apple Podcasts. You just look for those three dots in the top right corner when you're looking at the homepage of the Hot Podcast. Click on them, and then in the drop-down menu, select Share Episode, and you can share it however you want. Text, email, airdrop it. That would be great. <laughs> and check out our Frenzy YouTube channel with videos and extended interviews. Uh, and when you go to YouTube, we'll explain. You know, with YouTube, the bigger we get on YouTube, then we can have that signature YouTube slash the Frenzy. But we're not there yet. We need more, you know, subscribers. We need more views. And so you just have to go to YouTube and search the Frenzy. And that's friend with a Z-Y at the end. And also, please sign up for our weekly email. And we will send the episode right to your inbox. We include links to things that we discuss and give you deeper insights to these topics. So you go to thefrenzy.com and sign up today. And we want to thank three of our new listeners who have signed up for that email. Meredith Chastain, Christy Gerdes. Gerdes or Gerdes? What do you think? I think it's Gerdes, but hey, Gerdes. You know, Christy right now screaming either way. Okay. Christy, thank you for <laughs> signing up. And also Amy Barclay. And I say that because they don't know that we're saying we pay attention to what you okay. do and we appreciate our tribe. So thank you so much, Christy Gertis Jertis, um, for <laughs> and everybody else uh, for doing so. The Frenzy is hosted and produced by Melissa Carter, that beautiful lady right there, and me, Jen Hobby. 
Sound editing by Bo Johnson. Original soundtrack produced by Tammy Hurt for placement music, written and recorded by Mark Daniels. The Frenzy celebrates friendships over 40. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, trust your gut, share your story, and stop lying lying about about your your age. age. We'll see you next week. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-D. Find out what it means to me. Honey, they've turned it off by this point.